Our theme for this year is reach, reach. And there are so many areas in reach that we, that we can talk about. We can talk about reaching up, reaching in, reach out, reach higher, reach deeper, reach further. Which one would you like me to share today? <laughs> Let's start with the first one. <laughs> and uh, last week we talked about reach up. All right, last week we talked about reaching up and uh, our text was taken from Luke chapter 11, verse 1 to 13. And uh, this week, I would like to continue to dwell on this text, the same text, Luke chapter 1, verse, uh, sorry, Luke chapter 11, verse 1 to 13. Uh, we will not be reading it, uh, but as we go along, I will point out to you some of these uh, verses that we have talked about. But today, in, the, in reaching up, I'd like to share on simple prayer. Everybody say simple prayer. Last week on Reaching Up, I shared about the heart of prayer. That's where we, it all begins. But today, it's about simple prayer. The disciples came to Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 11, verse 1. And he said, Lord, teach us to pray. Where did you learn to pray? Some of the children, your parents may have taught you how to pray. And maybe you have started with a bedtime prayer. Or we have learned prayer, perhaps in watching or listening to a pastor pray. Or a, or a leader pray. Or we may have learned it in the Sunday school, kids' church. We may have learned about prayer in a worship service like this. We hear, we listen, we watch what's happening and how people pray. But it is interesting that the disciples came to Jesus Christ and they asked Jesus just one thing, Lord, Teach us to pray. Now Jesus live out prayer. He's a model of prayer. He prayed long, he prayed often. In the teachings of Jesus Christ, he mentioned prayer 42 times. And it is recorded in the Bible, in the Gospels, that Jesus himself prayed. 28 times it is mentioned that Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed briefly when he was with the crowd. Jesus prayed a little bit longer when he was with the disciples. But when he was alone, Jesus prayed all nine. So the disciples saw Jesus prayed. And after he had finished praying, they came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. They believe in prayer, although they don't really know how to do it as yet, even though they have been with Jesus for so, for so long. Let me ask you, do you believe in prayer? All of us pray, actually. There was at one time, Charles Spurgeon was walking down in a rough and... Uh, 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 area of the neighborhood 
and he heard a man cursing God, using all the expletives and using the name of God in vain. And Charles Spurgeon went up to him and asked him, Sir, do you pray as well as you curse? And the man was shocked and said, What rubbish are you talking about? I don't believe in prayer. It is useless. I don't do it. Charles Spurgeon took up a, quite a substantial coin from his pocket, held it in his hand and said, Sir, I will give you this coin if you promise me never to pray in your life. Never ever to pray in your life. If you promise me, you can have this coin. And the man just took the coin and went away chuckling to himself. But after a few days back home, he began to think about what had happened. He said, do I need to pray? Did I get a good bargain from that guy? I said, I will never ever pray in life. Did I get a good bargain? Do I need to pray? He, he told the wife that, what had happened, and about that coin. And the wife says, no, there will be times in your life that you will need to pray. And so, together with the wife, they hunted down the man who had given him the coin and they found Charles Spurgeon. And, they gave him, and the man gave him back the coin and Charles Spurgeon led him to the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody prays. There will be a time that we are praying. But as I have said last week, sometimes we treat prayer as a fire extinguisher. Only when we are in a crisis, oh God, help me. God doesn't want prayer to be a extingu fire extinguisher. He wants it to be as natural as breathing. Not a fire extinguisher used only once in a blue moon, once in a while when there's an emergency, but rather every day of our life. And the way to do it is through simple prayer. Now, there are many kinds of prayer. All right, there are many kinds of prayer. There are intercession, there are, there are spiritual warfare and all that, but the basic and the simplest and the most frequent, the most frequent kind of prayer that's mentioned in the Bible is called simple prayer. A prayer that everybody can pray. What is simple prayer? First of all, it is just talking with our Father. Everybody say, talking with our Father. That's what simple prayer is. Talking with our Father. Simple prayer is a term that comes from Richard Foster. You know? And he says this is what really prayer is. It is a conversation between a child and a father. That's what simple prayer is. Simple prayer is not simply praying, huh? you know, and uh, just simply utter anything and rubbish and all those kind of things. But simple prayer is a conversation with God. A conversation with our Father. It is just talking with God. Sometimes we have all those high definition of, of prayer, but this is what it is, brothers and sisters. And it is not just talking with anybody. 
but it is talking with God. And it is not just talking with any God, but it is talking with God who is our heavenly Father. He is our heavenly Father. He is our God, and we are just talking with Him. That's why Jesus says, you know, when you pray, say what? Our Father. And in verse 13, He says, your heavenly Father. So when the disciples ask, ask Jesus, teach us to pray, instead of giving them a formula of prayer, He talked about the nature of our Father. Because prayer is a relationship. It is based on a relationship that we have with God and God is now our Heavenly Father to those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, to those whose sins have been forgiven. We have a relationship with God who is our Heavenly Father. And what is our Father like? He is not a reluctant friend here at the midnight where we have to beg Him where we have, twist, we have to twist his arms in order to get something. He is a generous father. He is a loving father. He is a father who cares for us. He is not a father who is so far away, who doesn't care about our needs, who doesn't care about us, who is indifferent to us. But he is near. He created us. Why did God create us? He created us for prayer. Do you know that? All of us are created for prayer. In that sense, all of us are created because God created us in order that He may have fellowship with us. That's the reason. Fellowship means, you know, we, we, we talk together. We have conversation together. And that's what God wants. We are created for fellowship with God, to have conversations with God. There are hundreds of times in the Bible where men and women of God have conversation with God. They talk to God, and this is a one-to-one -one conversation. Adam had that one-to-one -one conversation with God. Abraham had that one-to-one -one conversation with God. Jacob, Isaac... All the great men and women of God in the Bible, they have that one-to-one -one conversation with God. Reading the Bible, that's what prayer is like. Elijah had that kind of one-to-one -one conversation with God. And look at their conversation. All right? It was basically a conversation. Some of them makes you laugh, some of them makes you cry. Some of them are so simple, some of them may sound even ridiculous. God, kill me, let me die. Some even say, you think God will do that? Of course, God listens. That's what prayer is, brothers and sisters. We are approaching our Heavenly Father. We are just talking to Him. It is as simple as talking. All of us talk, right? All of us talk. It just depends on who you talk to and what you talk about. But we talk all the time. Can we talk with God? Of course, He invites us into His presence. That's why prayer is so powerful. Prayer is so powerful. Life is crazy, but prayer is simple. 
Don't let anybody make prayer more complicated. It is actually very simple, just talking to God. Prayer is a secret, and you know that. Leonard Ravenhill says that. Somebody was asked the secret of success in his life. And he said, my secret is simple. I pray. I pray. That's what makes the difference because the best thing that can ever happen in life can only happen through prayer. Through prayer. Because prayer is the divinely ordained channel through which God gives His children all the good things He designs for their benefit and blessing. So come before the Lord and just talk to God. Talk as a child would talk with a father. You don't need very flowery language. You don't need to use all the King James language. Oh God, thou, thou art a great and powerful God. I come to thee right now and I pray that thou will answer us my prayer. No, you don't have to pray in that manner. Can you just imagine your child talking to you in King James language? No, just talk as a child would talk to, your, to, to a father, to a mother. Just from the depths of your heart. So prayer is just talking with God, talking with our Heavenly Father. And when, you, when, 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 he's your, when God is our Heavenly Father, hey, many times you don't even need an appointment with God. You'll be kind of weird and strange. Even a house, living in the same house. The son will one day come up to, to that, Dad, can I make an appointment to see you tomorrow? It'd be strange, isn't it? Because of that relationship, we can just enter into the presence of God. He welcomes us. He delights to talk with us. At one time, Jimmy Carter, the former president of the United States of America, was having a very important meeting in the White House. On that, seated on the, uh, around the oval table were all the top hats, brass, you know, top brass and, and uh, security you know, uh, 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 officers, and they were briefing him on a lot of things, and uh, it, was, it was intense discussion. And in the middle of the discussion, suddenly the door blurted uh, 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 open and in dash a little girl. And that was Jimmy Carter's daughter, Amy, who at that time was just about 10 years old. When the door bolted open and every head uh, just turned and saw Amy. And she was just, you know, Carefree like that, just walking in and running towards the father. And everybody thought, uh-oh, Amy is in trouble this time. How can she come in to an important meeting like this, just like that? But to their surprise, the president stood up, walked a little bit out of the table, and Amy just ran to Jimmy Carter, the father, and the president just knelt down a little bit 
and just ask, honey, what do you need? And Amy just talk a little bit. But the president, by his very action, shows that at that moment, the most important thing in the world is the daughter. Doesn't matter about America the Great. The daughter is greater. And at that moment, the most important thing is meeting the need of the daughter and listening to her. And that's our Heavenly Father. Some of us are reluctant to come to God. Oh, I think God is too busy with other people. He got other more important matters. Mine is just a small thing. So we dare not come into the presence of God. Our friends, we have access to God. God wants to hear us. God wants to talk with us. It is a one-to-one -one conversation, but it is not a one-way communication. Prayer is not just we always coming to God with our grocery list and say, Lord, this is what I want. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. No, it's not a grocery, grocery list. It is a two-way conversation. What is a, what is a, what is a conversation when it is only one way? It is called a monologue, not a dialogue anymore. Monologue, only one way. And after a while, the other person will fall asleep because it's just one way. But many times we treat prayer as just telling God, uh, talking to God and, uh, and just asking Him for all kinds of things and, 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 and God does not respond at all. No, we have to learn to listen to God. We have to learn to listen to His Word and to what He is saying. We have to hear Him, you know. We ask Him for, uh, for, for direction and this and that, you know, but we never stop to listen. Do you know that God wants to speak back to us in different ways? Sometimes it's just through an inner impression, many times through the Word of God. In different circumstances, He lives in different ways. So learn. Learn to pause. Learn to have those Selah moments in the, in, the, in the book of Psalms. The Selah moment, the times of moment of quietness. That's why many times prayer time is often called quiet time so that you can also learn to listen to God. It is a conversation. Talking with God and God talking back to us. Secondly, simple prayer is just asking. Asking your heavenly Father. Asking. The principle of the kingdom, we have to understand, the principle of the kingdom is asking. Verse 11 and 12 says, if a son asks, and verse 13, to those who ask, John Wesley says, it seems God is limited by our prayer life, that He can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks Him. Now, this is very profound. Now, we say that God is, you know, omnipotent. He can do anything, everything. But John Wesley says, hey, perhaps God is limited by our prayer. That he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. 
ask of the Father. The Father has so much to give to us. He has all the resources. He has all the power. Ask of your Father. He's your heavenly Father. Remember the time when there was a blind man who cried out, Jesus, Jesus! And Jesus asked, what do you want me to do for you? That's the time to ask. And what did the blind man say? If you are blind, if you were in that situation, and Jesus tell you, what do you want me to do for you? What would you ask? Perhaps the blind man would say, ah, I, I, I ask that you, you give me an all-seeing dog and a cane so that I can find my way. You can ask for that. That will, but that will be very small asking. That will be limiting the power of God. And we ask for so many things that limit the power of God. But blind Bartimaeus, what did he say? God, I ask that you... Open my eyes. And Jesus touched and healed him, opened his eyes. Of course, Jesus knew what he needed. He could see that the man was blind. And yet he still asked, what do you want me to do for you? Many times he asked the people, what do you want me to do for you? He wants them to ask. Learn to ask. Now I know that we Asians, we are a little bit... You know, malula, you know, we say, ah, yeah, you know, we are a little bit shy to ask sometimes. A little bit of help also. We are a little bit shy to ask for help. But in the case of God, we have to ask of your Father. Ask of your Father. Luke 11, 11 to 13. Which of you fathers... How many fathers are here? Come on, raise, up, raise your hand. All right, all the fathers, listen. Jesus is talking to you now. All right? Which of you fathers, hundreds of fathers here, is there any father here? If your son asks for a fish, will you give him a snake? Answer is? Some, some fathers are still thinking. <laughs> the answer is? Oh, if he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? Oh, if you... Oh, that's all, huh? Okay, I missed out one, all right? And then Jesus says, if you are evil. Now, sorry, fathers, but he calls all of you evil. Oh. But that's what we are. He, there's no perfect fathers. Only God is good. Amen? Only God is good. And by that standard, by contrast, all are evil. But of course, he's talking about the words of the spectrum. Fathers do feel sometimes. Yeah, we acknowledge that. But on this basic thing, fathers know what to do. If a son asks for a fish, he won't give a snake. If he asks for an egg, he won't give him a scorpion. If you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? To those who ask Him. Interestingly, Jesus talked about stone serpent, and scorpions. 
If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? I heard a child say yes. Ah. Did your father really do that? Ah? Come on. <laughs> Why a stone? Actually, in the Middle East, a lot of the stones up there, for example, looks like a piece of bread. History. And it looks sometimes almost alive. And a little child sometimes cannot tell the, the difference if you put it on a plate. That's called deception. But a, but a child is asking for a basic thing. Now we are not talking about Christmas gift. We are not talking about birthday gift. Special events in your life where you get special treats. We are talking about daily needs. Food. If a child comes to the father or mother says, I'm hungry. Will the parent say, go to bed? Or worse still, give a stone unimaginable. All he asks for is just nutrition for the body. Serpent or snake. Now, of course, we know that snake is very poisonous. To choose a picture of a snake, I have to choose very carefully because I don't want to show the face of a snake. Because it's very evil. You look at it, some of you will have nightmares. This is a very innocent picture, but you can tell it is what it is. We hate snakes, we don't like snakes. <clears throat> snakes in the Bible, of course, it is a symbol of all that is evil and demonic. But in this case here, you know, again we are talking about food. If a child asks for a fish, will the father give a snake boiled soup or snake soup? Wow. Ew. Ew, and of course, for the Jews, it is defilement, it is unclean. Snake is an unclean animal. Besides causing destruction with his poison, if it is alive. So he said, no, no. A father will never do that. Or if he asks for an egg, will a father give a scorpion? Scorpion. The poison of a scorpion is, is very deadly. One sting from the tail of a scorpion will result in death. So he talks about death. You see the comparison? Scorpion, death, destruction. Egg, egg represents life. No parent will destroy the children, but will rather give life. So when a child asks for bread, fish, or egg, can you just imagine 
the father or the mother serving, instead of all this, you have a stone on a plate and a snake and a scorpion. What father would do that? Nobody would do that. But God says, He gives us abundantly. When I was thinking about the reverse, rather than negative, let's talk about the positive. Hey, bread, fish, and egg. I Google. I put all the three words together. I want all the three things to appear together. Bread, fish, and egg on a plate. And you know what I get? This is what you get when you come and ask God. Ooh, hey, look at that. Now that's more like it, isn't it? All three ingredients are there. Hallelujah. I know some of you may not like fish that much, but I love fish. It's my almost daily diet, fish. Or maybe some of you may not like that fish that much, but let me just arouse your appetite a little bit. And tell you, I tell you, I was Googling at about 10, about 9.30, 10 o'clock last night, and I haven't had dinner yet. So after that, I quickly finish my work and quickly just uh, go for dinner. Wow, now that's more like it, isn't it? Now this is what the Heavenly Father will give to you. A healthy diet, avocado, salmon, egg, whoa! That's more like it now. Some of you don't like the sight of the fish there. You know, you want to, well, this is more like it, wow. This is the good gifts of the Father. This is what you will give to your children, isn't it? Not stone, not scorpion, not serpent. Now, children, don't test your, don't test your parents' uh, generosity and say, Dad, I want Dad for lunch afterwards. Take me to that place, wherever it is. But the Father loves you. They will care for you. Jesus continues after verse 12, talking about bread, egg, and fish. If you then, though you even know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Interesting. This is how Jesus concluded his lesson on prayer. They were asking, Lord, teach us to pray. And this is a conclusion. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more the Father will give the Holy Spirit. He concluded his lesson on prayer talking about the Holy Spirit. Hey, where's the link? The most important gift, the best gift that the Heavenly Father can ever give to His children is the Holy Spirit. Not about just the material things in life. We can ask for a lot of things in life. But Jesus reserved the best for the last. 
the Father will give. When you ask Him, the Father will give. And when He gives, He gives His best. And the best part about prayer, listen, the best part about prayer is the Holy Spirit. Why the Holy Spirit? Because we are talking about the presence of God. The presence of God. The Father will give the Holy Spirit. That means that God gives His presence. In the person of the Spirit, God gives His presence, His personal, powerful presence. That's the thing about prayer. It's a relationship between a child and a father. It's a connection between God's Spirit and my spirit. It is not just coming with a grocery list, but enjoying the presence of God. This is the best gift that God gives, and He gives Himself. How many rich families in society are broken up? Not because for lack of money or lack of toys. You look at the lives of the children, the children have everything. By the time they reach 21 years old, they already have a bungalow. They, already drive, they are already driving an expensive car. And yet they are not happy. They do all kinds of things and crime and all that. And when you begin to analyze what actually happened, this, this, this family have everything in life and yet it's broken. Why? And you trace it back to the early childhood. Oh, yeah, you know, the parents give everything that the children want. But they did not give one thing. Presence. Dad and mom are always too busy. No time for the kids. By the time that the kids wake up, dad and mom are already in the office. By the time that mom and dad come back from home, children are already in bed. No time spent. And we are always giving our kids all kinds of things, thinking that it will satisfy their needs and, 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 and it, will, it will at least appeal to them. But what children want, what they really want is the presence of dad and mom. More than anything else, they need you to just spend time with them. And that's what God does. He can give you the whole world. But He concluded prayer by giving Himself to, you, to us. The Holy Spirit. The presence, the power of God. I have communion with the Holy Spirit. I talk with God through the Holy Spirit who is so real. In all the decisions, in all the, the, the directions in my life, Directed by the Holy Spirit. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. Wisdom from the Holy Spirit. That's why when God gives, He gives us His best. What do we give our children? Are we giving them stones instead of bread? Now, although... The imagery may be very graphic. 
snakes instead of fish, scorpion instead of egg. But friends, that's what sometimes we actually do give our children. Children sometimes do not know how to ask. Perhaps they are actually asking for bread. It may not come out in that manner. And sometimes we mistake the needs from the wants. What are we giving our children? What are we feeding them? <clears throat> it's so easy to shrug it off. Holidays are coming. We don't know what to do with the children. Thank God we have kids camp. Otherwise, the parents will go bonkers. It's the time that we feed them the right thing. But some parents don't know what to do. So, we think that, ah, give them a movie ticket. Send them to the movie. Whether it's R-rated or not, send them there. So that we can have at least some peace and quiet. Hey, we are feeding them snakes by doing that. Do you know that? We are giving them serpent. We are giving them scorpion that will destroy their life. No, don't do that. Take them to the museum. How many kids will love that? Very few kids will love that, but it will be feeding their mind. Take them to the art gallery. Take them to something that will stimulate their mind rather than feeding them all the trash in the world. Our children want to be fed. They are crying out to be fed. It's important that we feed them the right thing. And we have the example of the Father. All the good gifts He gives to us. And He gives us Himself. His very personal presence. I have to move on. There's so much more that we can talk about this. But let me just add one more thing. Sometimes when we come before God, ourselves, we ask God for bread. And what we get? We get stones instead. We ask God for fish. And what do we get? We get a serpent instead. And we wonder, what happened? What happened to my prayer? It happens sometimes, isn't it? You ask for bread, you get stoned. What has happened? God, where are you? Is it God's fault? We begin to blame God. God, this is your fault. I ask for this, you give me that. How come? Not all the trials, not all the persecutions, not all the problems in life are gifts of God. Sometimes the devil can tempt us even. He's a master of deception. And sometimes it's our own sin. Sometimes it's our own weakness and foolishness. But whatever it is, even though these are evil, our God can turn it around for good in order to accomplish His purpose. Our Heavenly Father will not allow you to be destroyed or consumed by the enemies. Serpent, scorpion. Jesus says, I give you power to tread over your enemies over scorpion and serpents. 
So you have to be careful. Don't blame God for everything that does not work out in your life. But rather when those kind of things happen, come back to God and talk to Him. Ask Him. And He will make all things work for good. So prayer is more about God's presence than it is about God's presence. One is P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. The other is P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. Lastly, simple prayer is just telling God. Just telling God. Now, you're not telling God what to do, all right? You're just telling God what's in your heart. Just telling God. Again, it's about conversation and talking and asking, but you are telling Him. So when the disciples came, teach us to pray. They expected perhaps a formula in prayer. They may not know how to pray, just like many of us may have forgotten, even in this area. And they expected a formula for prayer. In those days, the Jewish rabbi, their prayers are very mechanical. They are known for long prayers, eloquent prayers. Have you heard about a pastor who prays something like this? Listen. O Lord, give thy servants this morning the eyes of the eagle, the wisdom of the owl. Connect his soul with the gospel telephone in the central skies. Illuminate his brow with the sun and of heaven. Possess his mind with love for the people. Turpentine his imagination. Grease his lips with bosom oil. Loosen his tongue with the sledgehammer of thy power. Electrify his brain with the lightning of your word. Put special motion on his arms. Fill his plum full of the dynamite of thy glory. Anoint him all over with the kerosene oil of thy salvation and set him on fire. Amen. <laughs> Teach us to pray. Thank God that Jesus did not give us those kind of formula. When he says, teach us to pray, it's just come and tell God what's in your heart. No formula, just spontaneous. Although he gave us the pattern, it is a prayer that even a child can pray. Everybody can pray. And now I'm going to invite one of the kids in the kids' church to just lead us in prayer. Prayer from the heart of a child, just telling God what's in the heart. Can I invite Ashlyn Tan?
Where's Ashlyn? Oh, there you are. Come, Ashlyn. Hey, come on, give Ashlyn a big hand. That's Ashlyn here. Ashlyn, how old are you? Seven. Seven years old. All right. And Ashlyn, what are you going to pray about this morning? Pastor, nations, and church. He's going to pray for pastor, nation, and church. Wow. Can we just join her in prayer? All right. Now, this prayer is from her heart. All right. Not from the parents, not from the teachers, not from anyone. And uh, it's just from the heart. Ashley, can you just lead us in prayer? Lord, I pray that the pastors will preach your word, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for these people around here, Lord. And Lord, let the word of the pastor touch them, their hearts and their soul. And Lord, I pray that the the nations will will have God and the the Lord will give them strength and power to tell the whole nations about you, Lord. And Lord let the this church have your glory in them and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are done, Ashlyn. Thank you so very much. How long did you do you need to prepare this prayer? Two days. Two days. <laughs> Actually two days is just the, the 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 time that we let her know. That's all. Just two days ago, we called, we, I think uh, somebody called, hey, can you uh, uh, pray? So it's very, very good already. Ashlyn, thank you very much. <laughs> so we did not give her two months to prepare, all right? We just called two days ago, and yes. Wow, I tell you, if everybody can pray like Ashlyn for the pastor in preaching the word. You want revival in the church, you have to pray for the preaching of God's word and the person preaching the word of God and you will have powerful sermons. Amen. Praise the Lord. And praying for the nations. Praying for the preaching of the gospel to the nations. And preaching. And, and, and the way that Ashley prayed, she also prayed for you all, you know, the hearers of the word of God. Hallelujah. That, oh, faith will be activated and you'll be blessed with the word of God. Friends, he's just telling God, even a little child, can do it. Let me tell you more about prayers also. Some of the other prayers of the little kids, alright? And this prayer is, God will bless me and my family wherever we are in any situations and that my family will get along together and praise God with all their might. Wow, that's a prayer of little child. And the other prayer is, dear God, that I will be able to keep up with my grace and that I will be, a, be closer to God. That my whole family will believe in Jesus and accept Him as their Savior. And this prayer, Lord, uh, dear God, I pray for good uh, Uncle Mike, that he will be healed and will open his heart to God. Wow. And this prayer, listen, this is just really telling God. Say, dear God, please heal my eyes for only you can. You think God will hear that prayer? Oh, yeah, you know. So he's just telling God, all right? He's just telling God what is in your heart. 
Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus gave us the pattern of prayer, the Lord's Prayer. Shall we read together the Lord's Prayer? Uh, let's pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from evil. One, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, many times we have taken this as a formula to pray. So we repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. But it's not meant to be repeated. I mean, you say it, that's fine. You repeat it, it's okay also. But that's not the whole intention of it. Jesus just gave a pattern and, and, and tell us what to tell God. Now, do you have problems conversing with somebody? When I was young, you know, when I was in, in, in a secondary school, you know, I saw this girl. I liked the girl very much. You know, I fall, in his, uh, I, I fall in love with her. Of course, it was puppy's love, lah. you know. But I don't know how to approach her. I don't know, I don't know if I approach her, what to say to her. How do you start a conversation with a girl you like and you don't know whether she likes you or not? Now, at that time, I still got a lot of hair. Lah. I'm sure she likes me. Lah. <laughs> do you have a problem with that? You know, young people, you know, you like somebody, but you don't know how to approach. So sometimes, even a conversation is not as easy as it seems. But, but what Jesus gives us is just a conversation starter in a way. Alright, it's not meant to be repeated. You just come to God, you just talk to God, you just have conversation with Him, you ask Him, you tell Him what's in your heart. That's what simple prayer is all about. Look at the Lord's Prayer. Actually, there are seven petitions in the prayer. The first four are addressed to God and the other four are about our needs and our concern. Hello, be your name. Kingdom come, will be done. It's about God. And then, about our needs and concerns. Give us our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. Lead us not in temptation. Deliver us from evil. And from here, we have the six topics of conversation. When you come before God, hey, these are the things that you can tell God about. What's in your heart? All right? What is in your heart? Just tell Him. Tell Him, first of all, how great He is. Our Father. He's a great God. He's a wonderful God. Hallelujah. He's a creator of the universe. He created each and every one of us. You just tell him how great he is. Start with a compliment. Guys, if you, are falling, if you think that you're falling in love with somebody, you don't know how to approach her, start with a compliment. Not a flattery, but a compliment. And that's the way that we approach God. Alright, just tell Him how great He is. Secondly, tell Him how thankful you are. Alright, just thank Him. Just thank Him, you know, and uh, thankful people. Uh, that, 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 that should be our attitude. It's always one of thankfulness, you know, and God delights in thankful people, those people who, who, who knows how to, how to appreciate Him. Alright, if you are always complaining, complaining and complaining, nobody wants to be around you or in your company. But those people who are always thankful, oh, you know, people just like to hang around with that. So tell him how thankful you are for what he has done and tell him how sorry you are for what you have done. You know, 
Now you don't have to keep on searching back into uh, your childhood and this and that for all the sins that you have done. It's all taken at the cross. But if the Holy Spirit reveals to you certain things that blocks your relationship with God, confess it unto the Lord. Tell Him what you would like Him to do for you. All right, just ask Him then. Give us this day our daily bread. Tell Him all your daily concerns, all your daily needs. All right, things are not working out well. You have this and that. Just pour it out to Him. Just tell Him. God wants you to tell it to Him. And tell Him what you will be willing to do for Him. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Now, this is not bargaining with God. God, you do this for me, I do this for you. Politicians do that. You help me, I help you. You don't help me, I don't help you. All right, but that this is God. Now, you do not bargain with God. You, you are not bargaining with God. God, you do this for me, and I'm willing to do anything for you. No, no, no. This is not about bargaining. This is about submission. Learn to submit to the will of the Father, to the will of God, and tell Him what you're willing to do for Him and for His kingdom. Ultimately, it's the kingdom. It's not about you. It's not about me. Prayer is not just about you and me. It's about the kingdom of God. And our prayer must have impact upon the kingdom of God. And then tell him again how great he is. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And now with that, everybody can pray. What is prayer? Just talking to God, just asking him, just telling him what's in your heart. Whether you are a senior adult, whether you are 96 years old, with all the wrinkled hands, or whether you are just starting your career, or whether you are just a little girl like Ashley and then like many others here, a little boy can pray. You know, and I can see this generation rising up. Even the children are rising up in prayer. And their prayers are always powerful because they come to the Father in full trust, never doubting, but just trusting, believing that God will do it. God invites us, pray to me. I will hear you. This is a direct quote from Jeremiah 29, 12. Pray to me. Simple prayer is enough. Pray to me. I will hear you. That's the promise of God. So let's reach up to the Lord in simple prayer. Let's bow our heads.